is Dean Carnassus, the Ultra Marathon Man, and you are listening to the Fitcast. Hello, and welcome to the Kaselk and Fonz Fitcast for October 2016. Partner, how are you doing? I'm good. It's October. It is October. I it's love it. It's fall. I love it. I love it's it. beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, it is. So, uh, what have you been up to? Um, well, anybody in Chicago knows what October is. October uh, is Marathon Month. My entire Facebook feed was full of marathon, Chicago Marathon pictures, and I was very jealous, so. I know, I heard someone even uh, butt-dialed you while she was talking. <laughs> I was at home, and I was looking at the pictures on, on Facebook, and I was like, oh, I'm so sad I'm not there. And then my phone rings, I'm like, I know K-Selk is there. So then all I hear is like, you know, the scratchy, scratchy of the phone in your pocket and then all the cheering. Oh I'm, like, I'm like, well, if that's as close as I can get, I'll take it. <laughs> well, then, you know, firsthand, it was a really fun day. It was great weather. Awesome. One thing about the Chicago Marathon, you never know what the weather is going to be. It's been 90 degrees and it's been 40 degrees. And so, rainy. yep, yep, yep. And it was a good day. Good. It was beautiful, and all of our November Project tribe mates did well. All of my friends did amazing, and I got to see most of them at Mile 8, because Mile 8 is the closest one to where I live. Okay, so you went to 8. I assume, did you make it down to 22 as well? And yeah, 22 was where all the NP people were, so I went down to 22, which is actually kind of a dead spot in Chicago. That's a good place And you think like mile freaking 22, like you need support there. Mile eight, you're, you're still going. Okay. Yeah. Still going strong. Mile 22. Yeah. You need, you need help. So (laughs) did you run along with anybody out there? Um, I didn't run along with anybody. I biked down there and I like basically just held signs and cheered, but we actually had one guy and November project people, you can remind me of his name, but he like couldn't go any further. He was cramping up so bad. We didn't know who he was. He just stops and falls down. And there's like four of us trying to stretch out his legs. He like literally couldn't move. Oh no, that'll happen in a marathon sometimes. Oh. tried to like stretch him out and it was, it was good. Uh, he, um, he ended up finishing though slower than he wanted to, but he's alive. Well, that happens to a lot of people. I heard Emma had a really interesting race, very textured, if you will. Oh yeah. Very textured. She, uh, Emro didn't, uh, really get to train for this race because she was injured and then she was sick. So you decided, like, like a fucking boss. <laughs> she's like, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyhow. Awesome for she's her. She's like, fuck it. I signed up for this. So she did really well. Good for her. Um, she was, like, holding steady. Like, slower than, than she's capable of doing, but, you know, holding steady. And um, then apparently we're at mile 22. Mile 22.5, her knee blows out. Well, I also <laughs> saw blood. I also saw blood. Was she bleeding? Oh, yeah, and she fell. That's right. She tripped and fell at, uh, like, mile seven. <laughs> tough race, but good for her for toughing it out. She's so tough. What else is going we on in Chicago? Tough, we got tough friends. Um, well, I have a sound bite from the marathon that I want right. to show. Yeah, let's hear Anyone it. Anyone who's listening to this, you know that, like, the marathon is something to experience. Like, whether you're running it or watching it, it's an experience. So just, just soak this experience and this is mile 22 it's probably like the four and a half hour marathoners coming through right now all right let's hear it (laughs) 
super That's inspirational. Pretty. That sounds awesome. I, I, That's I, what I, it's all about right there. Awesome. But what's new with you? No marathons down there in October. No marathons down in Austin. Uh, no, there's a Ragnar coming up. I'm not doing the Ragnar. But you know what it is? You know what happens here in Austin this time of year? What happens? October comes. And October is, I, I would say October is probably my favorite month. It has Ooh, to be. Me too, I think. Especially since I lived here. And I, I made a list. I made a list in prep for today's show of all the things I love about October. So, Ooh, let's hear it. Number one, apples. It's apple season. It is apple season. <laughs> and down I like there. the apples. It's apple season everywhere, and I love it. Uh, they don't actually grow the apples down here. They grow them up in your parts in Wisconsin, Michigan, up there. Uh, but, I, but, but I do love my apples, so I enjoy that. Uh, fall colors, the leaves. You know, back when I lived up in Chicago, I would go up to Door County every fall and just enjoy. For those of you who are listeners who've never been to Door County, Wisconsin in October, just go. Just listen to this when you finish. Actually, you know what? Stop now, hop in your car, pack up your car. Yeah, just stop now and drive up there. It's only five hours from Chicago. You can listen to this uh, FitCast about four or five times on your way up there, and by the time you're up there, you're just going (laughs) to love it. Wait, so are there even colors down in Austin right now? Uh, no, there's no fall colors down here. It's, uh, there's, there's, yeah, no, we don't, we don't get the fall colors. Um, but the heat broke. So as an example, this morning I woke up, it was probably in the high 40s or maybe 50. What? Uh, yep, it was beautiful. That cool air. Wow, that's, like, it was, that's the same weather as in Chicago. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely perfect. The heat broke. I swam in the pool today. That's a great thing. Barton Springs Pool. Uh, in the morning, it's you know fifty degrees outside, and the water's still seventy. So I uh, oh my god, I, I have the pool to myself often. Today there are about three or four people in there, but I have it all to myself. And then this afternoon it was eighty-two, so I went back this afternoon and splashed around. Get out of here! You have it so good. That's October, and you know what I saw in the pool this afternoon? A fish. A mermaid. What? A mermaid. What do you mean a what? A mermaid. Real mermaid? Well, this woman had a, so you know what, what like scuba diving fins look like, right? She's got a huge double scuba diving fin that she put on and she got in and man, was she jamming with that thing. It was pretty cool to see. She was mermaiding. (laughs) She was mermaiding in it. So, uh, yeah, Barton Springs pool is emptying out. We have mermaids, a couple mermaids, but for the most part, I get to myself. Also, we have the cubs. The Cubs playing in October. The Cubs! They're playing tonight! They're playing. They, the oh. game starts an hour from now. For those of you listening, it's our, tonight's game is already over. I assume they won and they're on to the NLCS. We'll see. But I do enjoy my October baseball and the Cubs, especially if the Cubs are there. And you know what? Even if the Cubs aren't playing, we still get the Packers. Oh, yeah, we do. Aaron Rodgers. We haven't mentioned it's Aaron Rodgers so good. in a while. The Blackhawks start t- tomorrow. So we got all the good sports going on right now. Yes, October is is absolutely taking over. And if you don't want to watch the Cubs, if you don't want to watch the Packers... You're crazy. Well, yeah, of course you're crazy, but you get to watch uh, campaign ads. Everybody loves watching campaign ads. (laughs) (laughs) No one likes watching campaign ads. All right, I'll put that on the list of things I don't like about October. Even if you hate the Cubs, you'd rather watch the Cubs than the campaign (laughs) Probably, probably. Although we are in an interesting year here where uh, the voters of the United States have an opportunity to elect a uh, racist, misogynistic fraud as a dictator. 
Oh man, that what an opportunity for us! <laughs> first time ever, so. Or or we could vote in the first woman. That's true. That too. Either either way, it's going to be a historic year. Uh, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, no. The uh, there are some things I don't like about October. I'm Ooh, not I, so so. You know, I like my food and beer and other drinks rather. Um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the pumpkin spice. You know, pumpkin spice this and that. What? I don't. I don't enjoy that. Do you like the pumpkin spices? Are you Are you joking? Me? I do. We've not. been friends for how long, and we disagree on this very integral topic. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Of, you know, there's no pumpkin in there. It's just like man, vanilla and sugar. It's the and spices. Uh, cinnamon, 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 cinnamon. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh my God! I don't respect. I don't know if I respect you anymore. Well, that's I don't too know bad. if this podcast work out anymore. Is this it? Is this perhaps our last podcast? This is what it comes down to. <laughs> perhaps our last podcast just because of the so pumpkin spices. This is it. This is how it ended. <laughs> it was fun being with you. It's a, it's a oh deal breaker. God, I never knew that about you. Do not like the pumpkin spice flavoring. So, and yeah. when the, uh, when the summer beers give way to the to the fall beers, not a big fan of that either. I like I like my shandies and the those lighter, crisper ones. And the same thing with wine. I'm not a red wine drinker. I just well, it sounds like your problems are just so woeful. I can't they are. even they are. begin I'll to have console to, you. I'll have to find a way to cope. So what what about you? What's it, anything special with October with you? Oh my gosh. Well, I I love October. October is my favorite month. I love when the weather starts to get cooler. Yeah. Um. Now it is a it is cooler here in Chicago than it is down there in Austin. Yep. We topped out at probably around like 62 today. Still beautiful. Oh, that's like perfect. That's like you can go running in a shorts and a long sleeve shirt and you take the long sleeve shirt off like halfway through. Nice. Very nice. I love it. Um, it's, it's marathon month. I mentioned that yep, Chicago marathon is like awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, pumpkin spice is one of the reasons why I like October. <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. But you know what else about October? So I'm like naming all these like petty things, but October is, and Fonz, I don't know if you knew this, it's breast cancer awareness month. Yes, it is. Which is really important. Um, and I, I personally know a lot of people that have been affected by breast cancer. Either they had it themselves, a family member, a friend. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's something, whether or not we agree on pumpkin spice, I think we can agree that October (laughs) is fucking awesome because of breast cancer awareness. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's sort of the, sort of the, the, you know, the biggest, the biggest awareness month of all of them, you know, and that's it. So, and fortunately for us. You know what? We have a guest who's going to fit in very well with our Breast Cancer Awareness Awareness Month theme. Oh, she is. Who is that? That is a, an old friend of mine from high school. I've been friends. I've I've I would say longer than Kesalk. When were you born? What's your year of birth? Oh my gosh, I'm 28. I was born in '87. Yes, I have definitely known our guests longer than you have been alive. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, uh, our guest today is um, from my high school, Michelle Mick. Welcome, Michelle. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing very well. Thank you. I'm up in uh, warm and balmy Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Are oh you- boy! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you like Aaron Rodgers? Of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who does? I just, oh, she's going to fit right in on this podcast. 
we're, <laughs> we're definitely going to have to tag Aaron Rodgers in this. Uh, and guess what? Now, Case Elk, I have someone else who says the word tag properly. You mean tag? Tag. Improperly? <laughs> So, yes, Michelle, thank you for coming on. And um, for our guests, you know, we've got, we've had some, we've had some Ironman triathletes on you. We've had Boston qualifiers and people who have run Boston. Well, we've got Michelle Mick here, who's a two-time breast cancer survivor who just did her first triathlon this last summer. So uh, we're going to ask you a few questions about that. Thanks for being on, Michelle. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, I'm just so happy to have you on here. I know we've had a lot of guests talk about, you know, their their journeys with running or ultra marathons or stuff, but nobody's really put their body through what you've been through. So I just want to hear a little bit about your experience with that. And I hope listeners get the chance to watch the video that we posted. Um, we posted a video of you, Michelle, which is awesome. But if they haven't, recap for us. Tell us about your experience with breast cancer. Sure. Well, Brian and I actually graduated from high school in 89, which sounds like it's like two years after you were (laughs) born. That's so crazy. I was learning Um, how to talk. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so actually my whole experience with breast cancer started back when I was, I believe, like a sophomore or junior in high school when my mom was diagnosed with her first breast cancer. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and uh, actually she she did really well with it. Um, but at the same time, I had another a close friend of mine um, – who Brian would probably remember as well. My good friend, Kathy, her mom was diagnosed around the same time. And in her situation, she was not as lucky. So really at a, you know, kind of an early age, I was very much aware of the like early diagnosis really being key for breast cancer and for survivorship. So with that being said, I was pretty much ready to start getting screened probably around the age of like 32, because that was 10 years prior to my mom's age of her first breast cancer. However, I was actually diagnosed with my first breast cancer at the age of 30. So kind of happened sooner than, than that process. All right. Wow. So, so you already saw your mom go through all of that and then you get diagnosed. And what's what's going through your head at this point? Um, well, surprisingly, or I guess I don't know how to put it. So my mom actually went through her second breast cancer when I was diagnosed with my first. Wow. So we actually in the year of 2002, my mom was diagnosed in January and I was diagnosed in April. So we actually went through chemotherapy. We each had lumpectomies and then followed up with radiation. So we pretty much went through our treatments together that year. Wow, that's incredible. I did not know that part of the story. That's like super sad, but also super like you're doing this together with your mom. That had to be helpful for both of you. Right. Well, yeah. And it was like, it was, it was interesting watching my mom, you know, at the time she was, you know, in her mid fifties, I was in my, you know, early 
well, just had turned 30. So it's just like that whole difference of being young and the issues of fertility, marriage, raising a family, all of those kinds of issues versus at my mom's age, there was a whole different, you know, it was a little bit different experience. Right. Absolutely. Wow. Incredible. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you guys could use each other as a good, like, support system, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I actually was involved in medical sales at the time. So fortunately, I actually had several friends who were involved in calling on physicians and some even in the oncology area. So I had a lot of friends that I could um, reach out to and get some information, advice, research, things like that. I had a lot of inside knowledge. So it was really, really helpful. And so you you mentioned in in the video that I saw, you know, that treatment went really well for you and you were in the clear for a while. Um, You had a lot of stuff happen to you at once. Um, You lost your job after that? Is that what happened? Um, So actually, I was clear from cancer for 10 years, essentially. Um, and well, so yeah. that's like after being cured, right? Right. So typically if a breast cancer is going to recur, meaning that it would essentially go into some other organs of the body, like through the lymph nodes and through the lymph system, typically it would happen within the first five years. Okay. But to be sure, to be certain, they usually go by like a 10-year mark. So I had actually passed that 10-year mark, and I also have the same genetics as, like, I'm sure people in the media have heard about Angelina Jolie and, like, what her story. So I have that same genetics. So I actually went ahead and had the ovaries removed as well right around that time, so right around the time that I had turned 40. And then, unfortunately, two years later, I was diagnosed with a second breast cancer. So much like my mom had gone through two separate breast cancers, I also had that same experience. So actually, next Monday, yeah, next Monday, October 17th, is the two-year anniversary of my double mastectomy. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What and I'm that? not going to have pumpkin spice latte. That's not what I'm going to have. <laughs> I'm going to have oh my some gosh. What probably, are you going to have instead? Probably, like, some chocolate cake. That'll work. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Okay. Oh, you deserve yep. it. So I went through the double mastectomy with reconstruction. It was a, um, a 10-hour surgery at Braidart Ooh. Hospital up here in Milwaukee. And uh, it was a six-week recovery. That's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. And here, I feel like you have more. That's almost as tough as, as you know, having cancer in the first place. Like the way that you're talking about it, that's tough. Yeah, the ten year break. Yeah. The ten year break when you're thinking, all right, because you know, obviously, you spent a lot of time thinking about it and 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 reading about it, and then it's like, okay, ten years. I think I'm in the clear, and then it get hit again. That's that's phenomenal. So that would have been 2012, then, right? You said. Um, so 2014, oh, so 14. two years ago. Okay. Yeah, 2014. Um, yeah, because I had passed. So the, at the 10-year mark in 2012 is when I had the ovaries removed. Oh, God. So then eventually going through, like, medical menopause and all of that, 
And then boom, two years later, um, another breast cancer and had the double mastectomy. And so you were chosen, um, for this Susan G. Coleman grant, right? So, yeah. So essentially when I went through my first breast cancer at the time I was living in Madison and probably about five years after that or six years. Yeah. About six years after that, I went through a layoff. I was actually in the pharmaceutical industry for a number, number of years, about 15 years total. And I actually went through a layoff at that time. And that was right at the beginning of like Obama. Well, not Obamacare, but when Obama had first come into office and when there was a lot of people getting laid off, like around 2007, 2008. So essentially you could continue with like your health insurance through your previous employer for like 18 months. So I had that situation and then eventually I did get that grant, which was provided by Susan G. Coleman. And that allowed me to get mammograms over at Columbia hospital, um, in the Milwaukee area. And that's something that's provided nationwide through Susan G. Coleman, those grants for oh. people who are underinsured or, um, you know, just not having access to the follow-ups and the screenings. Wow. That is amazing that you were able to get that. Yeah, it was really helpful because as everyone probably knows, I mean, health insurance in general now is fairly expensive. And then when you start looking at, depending on what type of insurance you have, you're still paying, you know, co-pays on things and, you know, yeah. the average mammogram and lots of these other tests can be easily be like 2500 or $5,000 for a particular screening that right. you're having. And that adds up. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and actually uh, medical bills are the number one reason for bankruptcies in the United States. So, And it doesn't surprise me. Correct. You know, you, it, it goes really quick. So it's good for good for Susan Coleman. And you just did this uh, an event recently with Susan Coleman, right? Yes. Yeah, so I was, um, so September 25th, just a few weeks ago, I was actually one of the survivors that was chosen here in the Milwaukee area to be one of the survivors sort of like showcased as far as my story. So I was part of this, the race for the cure campaign throughout the year. I think the campaign started like back in April or May. So then like myself and about eight other survivors, we got to ride in on these pink bicycles and awesome. it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool actually. And that was about, that was actually a month after I had done the, um, team Phoenix triathlon and that was all breast cancer survivors. There was, I think like 40 of us women who got together and we started training back in April for the triathlon. Whoa. And that was right at the end of July. Whoa, where is it? Tell, tell, tell us about this triathlon a bit. This is why, hey, you're on because you're yeah, a fitness guest. <laughs> so let's hear about it. So this is your first right. race, right? So after my first breast cancer, um, when I lived in Madison, I did um, a relay triathlon. I did the dance skin down in Kenosha. Yep. So that was like all women. And I was part of the breast cancer element where I did the swim portion. All right. And then at the end okay. I walked. So, and that was like just after I'd finished chemo and radiation. So I didn't do the entire triathlon back then, but I was with this whole group of women from team survivor. Oh, very cool. Oh my yeah. God. How, how long after your treatment was this? 
Um, that was probably like the following spring after I had finished up a whole, basically almost like a year of breast cancer treatment. And you were the swimmer. I was the swimmer. Correct. Yep. I swam. And then at the end, you know, just kind of like walked, walked, ran with the team. Yeah. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, and then for the Team Phoenix triathlon, we actually had a full training program. It was pretty awesome. Actually, one of the physicians at Aurora Healthcare up here in Milwaukee, Judy Tejo, she led up this whole awesome program where there were physical therapists, um, trainers, physicians, people like coming to all these practices. We had two practices a week. Once a week, we did either a run or a bike. And then once a week on the weekends, we did open, or we actually did pool swimming. And then as it got closer and closer to the triathlon, we did some open water swimming as well. And there was actually eight women who learned how to swim. Wow. These are adult winners. Oh my God. For the triathlon. And they are breast cancer survivors, like just recently coming out of all of their treatment. You know what? And that's one of those things where a little diversity in your life opens up your life to a lot more opportunities. Because it's like, you know, and I don't know these, these eight specific women. Michelle, you know them very well. But like... It's like, yeah, you know, you hit with breast cancer, you survive, you go through all the treatments and the cost and the, the everything that goes along with that. And then so it was like, you want to learn how to swim? You're like, oh, fuck it. That's nothing. <laughs> right? Like Exactly. And that's that's what brings these people out. And that's what makes us so inspirational, which is why we have you on. It's great. So, sorry. Uh, Kesal, do you have some more? Well, now I want to ask some questions. Go because for it. that's just incredible. Oh, my God. So you did all of this after. This is all post-cancer. This is all um, correct. So this year, July 31st, was the um, Trying for Children's Triathlon at Lake Lake Ottawa in Dousman, Wisconsin. And as I said a little bit ago, coming up on Monday, it'll be two years since I had that double mastectomy, the 10-hour surgery. So essentially, it's like a year and a half later that I started training for this triathlon. However, there were women in on my triathlon team who were a lot closer to their uh, treatment having finished. And there's still, there is actually women from the team who are now going through um, additional surgeries, like their follow-up reconstruction surgeries, things like that. There's even some women that had to go back and do more chemo after the triathlon. Now, you all trained together? Did you do your, your swims together, we did. your long runs? That's so cool. We did, yeah. They had a facility where we all met um, through the Aurora group. There was a huge uh, fitness center down in Burlington where we did the in um, the inside swimming. And then what they did, which was really cool, uh, we met at all the different parks, the lakefront in Milwaukee. We met at different parks, and then we did all different bike trails all over the area. Like, yeah, it was very cool. We had like a whole schedule of where we had to be and. Again, like I said, it was a huge effort. So Team Phoenix is it's a national organization, again, that's hosted by medical groups because essentially what they're trying to do is then post the research about wellness, you know, post-treatment, post-cancer, and how exercise really does impact uh, quality of life. So none of this would have like none of this would have happened unless you had breast cancer. Like all of these experiences, of course. 
Yep. I, I don't. I, I don't want to phrase it this way, but our thanks to cats are kind of. Right? <laughs> oh, that's that's a tough thing. <laughs> like, to that's say. a terrible way to put it. But like, what have you have you like gained all these experiences? Be, and have you gained a different perspective because of this? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I first was diagnosed at age thirty, that actually led me. To I started a support group for young women uh, back in Madison. I joined forces with other women. I met women in their 20s and 30s that were going through breast cancer. I met people all over the country. I was part of a young survival coalition at the time. So there was a lot of like legislature and advocacy and things like that going on. Um, so yeah, I met a ton of women and certainly women that I'm still friends with today and I still follow you know, as to what they're up to and what they're doing. Um, and then again, I met a whole nother set of women here in Milwaukee. There was another support group that I joined through Freighters. They had a breast cancer uh, support group, which is essentially a lot of the women that did the triathlon and then just lots of other cool, fun stuff. But really what you find, it's just the camaraderie of knowing people who've gone through something pretty intense that you've been through and they're there and they understand. And it's, it's just a bond that you can't really describe, I guess. Yeah. And that's a, that's sort of a, a, a constant in all walks of life. Like you have some, mm-hmm. some, some massive sort of adversity that you go together, you go through with someone else and you're just, you're going to be bonded for life. I've got the chills. I'm sitting here. It's 82 degrees outside. I'm sitting here with the chills. Michelle, this is a wonderful story. This is awesome. You're amazing. Well, right now I'm just laying, I'm just relaxing, chilling with my my little cat, Gazar. He's hanging out. So today I'm just, you know, just relaxing. Yeah, I'm sure you work hard and you're tired and we're enjoying the, uh, we're enjoying your conversation. So. Uh, sorry, uh, Case Elk. More questions, Case Elk? Yeah, well, we have our listeners emailed us with some questions for you, Michelle. Is it okay if we... Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would love it. Awesome. Okay, well, um, so one of them is from um, one of our listeners, Vanessa. And she says, Michelle, you are so brave and amazing. <laughs> That's how she said She said, I only heard your story on the video link on Facebook but I feel so inspired by you. I also had breast cancer and went through treatment four years ago. One thing I could never imagine is going through all of that again. How did your perspective and feelings change from round one to round two? Is what she asked. Yeah, I have to say, you know, Vanessa, wow. I mean, that's, she hit it. She really did hit the nail on the head there. I, I was much more devastated to get the news the second time around, to be honest, because the first time, you know, my mom was going through it. I just, I just kind of had a suspicion that, that it was going to be cancer and I just knew I was going to be fine. Uh, The second time around, it was just more devastating because it had been so much time had passed Mm -hmm. and also because I had already gone through it and I really was not excited to have to go through, you know, a massive surgery effort. Mm. How has my perspective changed? Um, you know what? I've met some pretty amazing, awesome women that have gone through once or twice or what have you. And they've gone through a lot worse than I have, you know, where they've had 
some serious, you know, issues. And I think it's the saying really holds true. You know, it's like what does not kill us does make us stronger. Yeah, that's, you know, people say that and they, they some people have different experiences of that. But certainly it's great to hear you uh, taking that positive attitude. You know, it's you choose your own attitude and it sounds like you've got the right right approach on that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. I try to. I mean, it doesn't work every single day, but yeah, absolutely. You know, gratitude. There you go. That's the right word. That's gonna. That's gonna be hashtag gratitude is gonna be in the title of this uh, of this podcast. So uh, okay, we have one more question for you, Michelle. Okay. All right. Our listeners. Well, this is from our listeners. Um, what a strong and amazing woman. Oh my gosh, I think the word amazing is gonna be thrown around a lot. <laughs> <during this podcast. laughs> um, and this is from, I'm sorry, this is from Marie. Um, what a strong and amazing woman. Kudos and love to you for making it through two rounds of cancer treatment and still having the energy to run around and support others. Literally. My question <laughs> is what kinds of events do you participate in to stay active and help out your fellow sisters in the pink community? Is that what you guys yeah. call it? I didn't know that. Um, I would love to get more involved myself as the daughter and sister of survivors. Oh my gosh, look at this. You're finding more friends. <laughs> well, thanks, Marie. I appreciate the question. I appreciate the kind words. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of events. They, you know, there's not only like the Coleman runs and races and lots of run walks, but even just with fellow survivors, a lot of times, you know, we just get involved together and, and set up you know, bike rides or walks or runs, you know, just to help motivate each other and keep us active. I don't know. Sounds like Kristen and uh, Brian, you guys are pretty crazy athletic. Like you're constantly doing different activities, running and swimming all the time. But some of us, definitely me included, need that motivation and that support of, of doing the activities with other people. That's amazing. And, yeah, and so I think that's that's what that's what I've gained from being friends with a lot of these women. Um, but you know, even through like the support groups, you can go online, and you know, through American Cancer Society, there are various support groups that you can find, or you know, depending on what areas that a person would want to focus on or get involved in, you know, living beyond breast cancer is another good, uh, really good organization. So there's a lot of different focuses, whether it's on survivorship or advocacy or just overall awareness. I mean, there are so many organizations. I mean, really breast cancer is kind of inundated with organizations that are out there. Well, that's fantastic. If you can, what we're going to do after we post the, the FitCast here, we're going to put it up on our Facebook page. And if you can send me, uh, either through Facebook or however, the uh, the websites, we'll post them there so that people can uh, directly link onto them from our, from our Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to do that. So uh, are there, are there future triathlons in your, in your coming up? Yeah. I don't have any that are planned or booked as of yet. Well, right because now, it's October I've, and the Lake Lake Michigan, everything's going to be pretty cold for the next nine months. Right. <laughs> well, hey, now, let's not go that far. Hopefully. Jeez. Shut up, Austin. I, no one asked you. Hey, I'm in, I'm in Austin. <laughs> our, our race season just about to start here. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, but, but you were probably super hot and 
crazy hot all summer yeah. while we had a beautiful summer. Oh yeah, and I, I complained about it, of course, because it was a billion degrees. But uh, now I'm oh, I'm enjoying life. Uh, so, right. do, do you think you'll do another triathlon, Michelle? Um, you know, I definitely think I would. I think I want to try like some other events too, like maybe just like some longer bike rides or, you know, just getting involved with some other, you know, different events. I also like to paddle and row and do, you know, I, I love just all different types of outdoor activities. So just kind of seeing what other options or other activities come up. There's a group that's involved, uh, called try faster and they, you know, they post events. So yeah. So yeah, they're based out of, um, Coach Lauren, she's actually was the main trainer for our triathlon, and she heads up Try Faster. So we just we get the events, and you know I'll just check and see what's all going on, and yeah. Well, fantastic. so far, well, yeah. you're always welcome to come down if it gets too cold for you this uh, winter or next spring is when we get most visitors. Come on down to Austin. You know I'm a kayaking guide, so I can get you out on the water on a kayak. Uh, complimentary so uh if you if that would be super fun i love i went and saw one of our old uh high school buddies i don't know if you i'm sure you remember boris boris gazmanovic yeah yep he was living down there i don't think he's living down there anymore but a few years back i went down there and we visit uh, another friend of mine we went and visited and yeah austin's a great city yeah so much fun we got a spare room for you and i'll get you out on the water here we got great kayaking Awesome! That would be totally <laughs> fun. I would love it. The door is open. All Thank right. you so much, guys. I appreciate it. So, do we have any more serious questions, or are we going to move on to the to the random fun ones? Oh no, we're we're all fun from here on out, Michelle. All right. Okay. So now put, is, put away this, put this, away this is the real fit cast. Put away the put away the heavy topics. Put away the fitness. Now we got the real questions for you. Okay. Sounds good. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> this is it. And you know, I know this very first question. I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna regret asking it. You said something earlier, and I know I'm gonna regret it. Let's hear it. Um. So I'm. I'm no longer friends with Fonz because of his stance on pumpkin spice. <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> I like you, and I really wanna like you. Pumpkin spice, yay or nay? Well. I'm not going to say, like, I love pumpkin yes, spice. Yes, that's oh a winner. I win. Gosh. That's a winner. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no need to apologize. It's pumpkin spice is nothing. It's cinnamon and sugar. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. All right, well, I'm... you can be on the Fonz Fitcast. <laughs> <'cause... laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I have all the technology. It's so polarized. <laughs> I have the technology. I can... I could just change it before we even put this up. It'll be the Fonz Fitcast. Oh, my gosh. You better not. (laughs) Um, But it is. like Pumpkin spice is so polarizing. Like, you either love it or you hate it. I feel feel like people aren't indifferent to it. It's worthless. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much all the time I'm the same. Like, coconut coconut milk latte. That's my thing. I mean, I don't don't really... Yeah, I don't really get that excited about all the any of them. So it's not just the pumpkin spice, but none of the other ones. Okay, okay none of like the fall winter flavors. You're just eh. Nope, none of them. Nothing. All right. Well, I have one that's sort of fitness related, and and I I just thought of this a bit ago. So when you're swimming, you have your indoor swimming in the pool, and then your outdoor swimming, right? Do, sure. Do you have a problem with your goggles fogging up at all? 
again. We're going to bring this up again. This is, this is, this is going to come up in every FitCast from now until who knows when. Uh, do you have problems? Um, once in a while, but usually I'll just, like, if I'm in the pool, then I'll, like, stop for, like, a second, you know, up against the wall, and then I'll just kind of, like, lift it up yeah. and then just kind of let it air out, and then then it's cool after that. But, yeah, I, I don't have too bad of a problem with it. Why? Is that a big issue for you? Well, it's so I swim every day, and it's, this has been an ongoing debate on our FitCast for the last uh, – last month or two three four months so we had we had some phys- physics people we had some optometrists we had some chemists come on and uh everyone seems to have the problem and no one seems to be able to fix it so that's why it huh. we've had experts ring in on this topic literally we've had chemists ring in on this yes chemist what's the, what can you what does chemistry do well no, so, you know what our chemist said he said to spit in your goggles that's what he oh said. yeah okay yeah, yeah I've heard that. so it's hydrophilic sulfactant is the is the key ingredient in your spit that's going to take care of you could probably just take it off and lick it you probably don't need the spit but either way uh you can listen to our old fitcast if you haven't listened to them and uh <laughs> learn, learn learn how to keep your goggles from fogging up next time you're doing okay i'll have Actually, to check that we out can't, we can't legally promise that you'll learn anything fun, fun. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not one other question uh You've got a couple cats, right? I do. So um, this is this will be a question and some follow-up questions. What are the names of your cats? So I actually just recently adopted both of these cats from a friend of mine who could no longer keep them. And they kind of have a cool story. So there's a white one and a black one, okay. and they're both boys. Okay. The black one was actually rescued off of the Hone Bridge in Milwaukee. Whoa, oh my just kind of wandering around up there. That's a dangerous place for a cat with no food. Like, was underneath it, like, kind of hiding out. Oh, in, like the, underneath. in the steel girders or whatever. Wow. Right. And the woman who rescued him, she is a naturalist and a birder, and she works for, like, the DNR. So she ended up naming him Grizz because of, like, black bears. Oh! And then the white one was a cat who this other friend took in outside of her home. Her daughter was, like, feeding him over time, and then eventually they just took him in. He's this white cat, and he's, like, really, really cool, and um I don't know. I guess they they ended up naming him Gazar after a Tibetan king. Gazar, which is, I know it kind of comes from Caesar, I guess, but it's the King Ling of Tibet. Okay. So, so you didn't name them. Yeah. You, you adopted them with their names. I did. I adopted them with their names. Gazar is five, and Grizz is three. Is there a, is there a, is there a in-house dominance issue with the two cats? No, not at all. There's they're like they actually were together for about a year and a half. They bonded when my friend actually took in the other friend's cat, the black one, and then they ended up staying together. Oh, very so nice. they've been together for about a year and a half. Oh, fantastic. Friends forever. Yeah, they're they're definitely they do all kinds of crazy stuff at night. They like start running and chasing each other and 
the younger one like jumps up in the air and it's like it's really funny to watch them so KSL, you just said friends forever i didn't hear you singing but i'm going to ask michelle a trivia question now What, what, what band or group or whatever you want to call it is responsible for this song, Friends Forever? Do you know that one? Whoa. Wait, can you give me a couple, a little bit more than okay, just that? I don't know this one. Is this a generational thing? This is likely a generational against. thing. It's called Friends Forever. It was a band that broke apart. It's a fictional band that... Uh, performed for one episode and then broke apart because the leader of the band started to have a little too much of an ego. Hmm. You, boy, you, you yeah, got me on this one. The name of the band was Zack Attack. What? I've never even heard of that band. You've never seen mm. Saved by the Bell? Oh, oh. I about that. Oh, wow. Yeah, you... That was that was kind of random. <laughs> it, well, when K-Salk starts singing, and she sings a lot on this FitCast, um, <laughs> sometimes it's a thing. You took the cake today, though, Fun. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know what? We'll probably download. You know what? We're going to plug that song in from YouTube onto this FitCast, just so you can all hear uh, Mark Paul Gossler sing. So, awesome. Uh, K-Salk, you have more <laughs> questions? Uh, no, I don't have any more. You like stole the show away, dude. Well, I mean, I've known her for thirty years or so, so uh, you know, I just felt <laughs> this is awesome. You're the one who brought up Zach Morris or whatever. So, um... wait, I should ask you a question, Mister oh, yeah. Bond. Oh, ask away. <laughs> go, go ahead, guest. This is unprecedented. So tell tell our listeners who aren't as familiar with the interesting town that we grew up in. Here's the ultimate question. All right, let's hear it. If I can, hopefully I'll get it. What section are you from? I grew up in the D section, so Darnell Lane. <laughs> and where, uh, let me get, and I don't know, hold on. Were you like an M or L or somewhere up there? G. Oh, you were in the G, G. section. Okay. G section. section. Yep, G. So Wait, why? What are the sections named after? Why are they named after letters? <laughs> Greendale, because that's how Greendale works. That's how it, was, it is. It was very status driven. So the G section, those were the rich people. <laughs> oh, hotty toddy, Michelle! <laughs> oh boy. So I mean, it's not exclusively true, but yes. Uh, so the Greendale was sort of organized in alphabetical order the downtown, <laughs> the downtown was abc and as you sort of moved out from the downtown I and mean, this is a town of sixteen thousand people right so it's not like it's more than a right. quarter mile but yes i was in the d section darnell lane right up catalpa street uh <laughs> right so and uh you were down in g okay i thought for some reason i thought you were highland view but uh that sounds like amberster i went to amberster and then canterbury Okay. Wow. How about mm-hmm. that? Wow. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to post this on the. Are you in the Greendale Forever 
Facebook page? Yeah, the Facebook page, I think. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. Let's put that on there. Let's put that on there. That's you should. You totally <laughs> should. Oh that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Well, Michelle, <laughs> thank you so much for being on. We're gonna we're thank gonna continue you, some we're gonna continue some fun you're, fun discussion here, and you're certainly welcome to stick around. Okay, uh, sounds good. I appreciate uh, <laughs> both of you asking me to be on. Thank you yeah, so much. I'm so happy to have you. So the organization, uh, Susan Coleman, uh, you name some others. We're going to put the uh, links to the websites up, yeah, on, put our, up, the links. up on, our, on the Facebook page so that anybody can link to them, donate or get involved or however they need to do it. So fantastic. Uh, what's our next segment, uh, partner? Our next segment is the mailbag. Mailbag, fantastic. And uh, let's hear, what, you got an email, right? Yeah, we're only going to do one because we had um, some listeners chime in for Michelle to ask Michelle some questions. Um, oh. But I, I like this one because it actually goes back to our last episode where um, I talked about the race medals. Oh, that's right. And I said that I just threw all mine away in January 1st yeah. when I did my first race. Right. That's I, I'm thinking reading the email, this is a mistake that I'm doing. Yes. Oh, you're definitely, you're never going to throw out, no one, no, none of our listeners are going to throw out another medal after hearing this email from Heather. Heather. All right, um, Heather says, hi, I'm just finishing the last episode and wanted to comment on the race medals. There's a program called Medals for Metal. And the website she posts is M-E-D-A-L-S, the number four, M-E-T-T-L-E, Medals for Metal. Um, dot org. Um, this organization will take old medals and give them to children who are in the hospital. Beautiful. Just in case you wanted another option, this is a great one. Yeah. That's Bond, not... you better not ever throw out another medal. I will not throw out another medal. That's amazing. Just to, just to provide a little joy to these kids in the hospital. And this super ties into the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Like when you're going through a, like think of a kid going through a cancer treatment. You're going to give him or her a medal for being a fucking badass. Like take all my medals, take all of them. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. You know what? You know, these things take a little bit to create. So we might as well, uh, we might as well enjoy them. I'm looking at one right now. My Ragnar medal. I may send it there. It's a nice. It's yeah, a nice send shape. it to him. Thank yeah. you, Heather, for telling us about that. That is awesome. I'm really excited about that. I'm totally gonna do it. Yep, me too. Fantastic. All right. Yeah, that was our mailbag. That was our mailbag. Plus, we had the additional ones that went to directly to Michelle. So, um, favorite things. Favorite things. Sponsored. Yeah, favorite things sponsored by Live Love Paddle, Live right, Love Fun? Paddle. Yeah, my uh, my current employer. I've been doing the bat tours. The bats are about to leave. So, uh, if you want to see the bats fly, you, you better get on that in the next couple weeks because uh, it's starting to get cold. They go back to Mexico. So, uh, yes, oh favorite things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite thing there, partner? You're not going to like my favorite thing. <laughs> it's, pumpkin, it's not pumpkin spice. It's pumpkin spice, bitches. <laughs> oh. Oh, now I'm really pissed that you had to go. And we write these. So just so people know, Fonz and I, we, we write up like a little outline before we do the episodes. But we always like to surprise each other with the favorite things. In fact, they let the cat out of the bag like a few months ago. My favorite thing, and Fonz is all mad at me. <laughs> well, who's mad now? Pumpkin wow. spice. So what types of pumpkin spice products do you eat? 
or enjoy or all drink or whatever. All of, what do you uh, mean all of them? Like pumpkin spice weed? Do they have pumpkin spice weed? Are you smoking oh my God, the ganja? I bet they do. If I smoked weed, I would totally, I'm going to start smoking weed and start doing that. <laughs> Just in October though. <laughs> of september october and november december i start out with the peppermint weed all right <laughs> i just had pep, um a pumpkin spice um like bread the other day i got it from this little coffee shop that i was at and it was really good fantastic was it was it a vegan pumpkin spice bread do you know i did i probably not to be honest with you. <laughs> it tasted too good too much butter it, t- it was like such a good consistency it was really good but then, like, Starbucks has the pumpkin spice muffin that's filled with cream cheese. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, of course, the, the pumpkin spice lattes. and Oh, my God. I, um, I got a pumpkin spice cereal the other day. Yeah. All right. I like uh, Yeah. Yeah. You've, that's right. Okay, you've, you just you, go on. You've filled the pumpkin spice quota for saying the term, so uh, you're cut off. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to add, I'm going to add to exactly what our guest Michelle was just saying. So thank you for bringing this up because you said, you know, it's all about the community, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the community exercising, specifically Project Austin. Again, I think they've been my favorite thing in the past, but we have been crushing our workouts and it's just a love fest every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You have an Instagram. Everybody should follow you on Instagram because you guys really have been crushing it. We have. So when I joined the group, the average people showing up was maybe like six, sometimes seven. Like we get to ten, we'd be really excited and then be like five and then something would be cold and be four. Now we'd get like 26, 21, 22. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. you guys are crazy. The community is amazing. It's it's just the community uh, fitness is my favorite thing. And. Michelle, I think uh, you would agree with that. You enjoyed your uh, your community fitness with your tri clubs. Yeah, absolutely. It's so much fun. Just makes it a lot more exciting. We rarely ask our guests to pipe in here, but in the last month, do you have a favorite thing that you want to talk about here? Just something that's come up recently. I know we're putting it on your spot. You haven't had the time to think about it. A favorite thing besides what? my my two new kitties, which are awesome. Um, my favorite thing is I go, I shop at like a co-op grocery store. I live in Wauwatosa and we've got like outpost and I like to try the different dark chocolate bars that they have right when you check out. And it makes me feel like I like the different, like if it's 80% cocoa or if it's got almonds or mint, it just, I always feel like even though it's a sweet, it's like healthy and I just like trying all the different varieties. So every time when I check out, I get a different one. What's the name of the co-op? Um, I go to the Outpost. The Outpost, okay. Yeah, it's it's local to the Milwaukee area. Okay, fantastic. Well, great. Thank you for chiming in on our on our favorite things segment. Sure. Now I want chocolate. <laughs> I want chocolate. <laughs> there's pumpkin spice chocolate at the I, I I bet there is. I bet there's a chocolate with pumpkin spice in it <laughs> i'm down fantastic kesel what do you have coming up in the next month oh my god you know what i have coming up the most exciting relay race on the planet oh what's we that talked about it last year on the Fitcast. because we won the 13 by one relay 13 by one relay for our listeners 
go back exactly one year, maybe one year plus another episode, because uh, I think we just talked about it after. But tell us about this relay. Oh, my gosh. So this is it's a half marathon in total. And you have 13 people run it. So each person does one mile, hence 13 by one. Right. Speaking of, of community and fitness, like this is the ultimate fitness community. You get 12 of your friends yep. to each run a mile around a track. It's hard. A mile is hard because you're really, you're really booking it. It's one of the and, hardest um, distances. Like we've had ultra marathoners who have run like 50 and a hundred miles and they're like, fuck the mile. Like that's yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I'm not running a mile. <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> well, you can run it as hard or as easy as you want. We tend to have one like competitive team of 13 and then one fun Hashtag fun speed team of 13. Um, But then you compete against different teams. And I can't remember who won last year, Fonz. Was it our team? You know what? I'm going to post the promo video from last year's race to see (laughs) hashtag lap 52. It was around a track, so they're 52 laps. Uh, to, to see the actual moment when we passed the Rogue Runners, when November Project passed the Rogue Runners. It was a beautiful so moment. So we did. We did win. Oh, thank you so much for jogging my memory. We did. We won, and we did beat the Rogue Runners. We could probably get confirmation and from uh, Caitlin Clark, one of our previous Caitlin guests. Caitlin Clark would remember if we really did <laughs> beat her team. Yeah, She would. That, that moment of shame that she has in the video when, uh, when after they lost. Um, so, but yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I really am. It, it, it's just a fun day. You go out, you run a mile, you cheer everybody on. There's beer. It's Halloween weekend. Yeah. So you bring candy and beer. Like, yeah. oh my God, it's amazing. Well, I, 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 I think you may have caught wind of this by checking my Facebook page, but uh, here in Austin, we stole your idea. You stole it? You're doing one too? The, the inaugural 13.1 ATX relay. And, what? Yep. You idea stealer. We're actually. marketing it. We've got I think our... it was your idea. <laughs> no, I think it was Andy's idea, actually. Andy it was won. Andy's idea. Okay, we'll have to tag him in here. So, yeah, we're having one, too. And I've got no one, not too many committed teams yet, like, because ours is December 3rd. Ours is December. But, like, we've got. Oh, yeah, you got to, it's still too hot. Two Project Austin teams. We've got Luke's Locker, which is a uh, uh, running store here. we got Motivate Fitness. We've got the Beer Run Club. We've got Rogue. We've got just a random group of friends who are like, fuck yeah, I want to be involved. We got, oh, get this. Here's a fun story. Gilbert's Gazelles. There's like a speed running team here in Austin. And Gilbert like runs faster than everybody. He's like, you know, those five and a half minute mile average marathon runners. Like one of those guys out front. And I'm walking my dog this morning and his truck is out on the street because they're doing hill training on the hill right by our house oh my god that hill is a bitch so i'm like gilbert you want to be involved repeats of that yeah so i'm like you want to be involved he's like that sounds like a great event so uh he put me in touch with someone so hopefully they'll be involved and then uh, orange theory we've got orange theory involved here orange theory is like uh in chicago it's called and it might be more than chicago uh what's it called shred uh michelle do you have shred in milwaukee Fitness? Have you ever heard of that? No, I don't think so. What? Shred what is fitness, it? It's like a, it's like a, a high intensity interval training. So like you'll run for two minutes on the treadmill, and then you'll do rowing, and then you'll run for ninety seconds on the treadmill, and then you'll do squats or something like that. Like it's it's a 
high intensity interval, and then forty five minutes later, you're just totally beat up. But anyhow, they're huh. they're involved. I haven't heard of it. Yeah. yeah, they're involved in our race too. We're gonna see exactly. No one's committed yet, but we have till December. So, uh, yeah, sorry, we stole that idea, but it's such a fucking good idea. I'm like, we need to do that. So. I'm so excited. I wish I could come down for it. <laughs> Uh, what, I, would, I would be on your team. Well, we we would love to have you on the team. Um, so we got we have two teams. I, I'm not the captain of our Project Austin team, but uh, that's it. What else do you have coming up? Um, I think um, in a couple weeks, one of my friends from Austin is coming into town. Fuck yeah! I'm gonna come up there. I am so excited. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I may die by the end of the week because I'm going to be shooting around so much and there's going to be so much going on. But, yes, I will be. I have, I have so many gifts for you. First of all, I have an awesome gift. I told you about this. And we're going to, when you get it, we're going to post it on the Facebook page because I'm so fucking excited. Michelle's going to love it, too. <laughs> yes, I can't wait I have to see it. for you. I am excited. I know the, the day I get in, the Packers are playing the Bears at night. So that's going to be a big game. Whoa. I mean, it's going to be big in the sense it'll be fun, but the Packers will probably win by 60 or 70. Oh, my God. The Bears are just so bad this year. (laughs) It's comical. They're bad. It's comical. They're bad. So, yeah. They did win one game. They did win one. Who did they? Did they beat Detroit? They beat Detroit. Probably. I don't even even care. I just know they won. (laughs) Whatever. Fantastic. So yeah, that's what I got coming up. Uh, yeah, I will be up there shortly. Uh, give me give me a couple weeks. I'll get up there. Um, we'll watch some Packer games. We'll I'll do some uh, November project workouts. Uh, I'm gonna be in Madison for a bit. Uh, there's a Badger. Well, it's a boys' weekend meetup in in Madison. The Badgers are actually out of town, but um, we're gonna go to a bar and watch them. So that'll be fun. Madison's always fun. Yes, it will be. Michelle, where did you live in Madison? But you're by the not way? biased. <laughs> I lived um I lived on the west side of Madison yep. for a while and then I also lived in Sun Prairie. Oh, okay. Well, fantastic. You wow. went to Madison, didn't you? Yes, I was a I'm a Badger. So, that's another okay. thing I, that's another thing I love about October college football. The Badgers are outperforming their expected rankings, but things may start to fall apart now. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yep, definitely have a lot of Badger fans in these parts. Yep. Kesok, what do you got? Uh, well, Michelle, just I just want to coach you in this. This is the, the part of the podcast where it's the call and response portion. So I ask a question, and, and you and Fonz both need to respond with, fuck yeah. Can you handle that? <laughs> I can handle it. All right. So Fonz and Michelle, are you fucking excited to watch the Packers kill the Bears? The Thursday that Fonz comes to Chicago? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yes, <laughs> I love it. 